0: Hello everyone, we hope you enjoyed part one of Carol Fawcett's interview, if not, a link is available in the description below. In part one, Carol talked about aligning business strategy with the digital roadmap. We also had a discussion on integrating operational technology with product technology. In part two, we talk about emerging tech, Innovation, and towards the end, Carol, as the former CIO of Dell, has some great advice for CIOs, especially aspiring women leaders in tech. Enjoy the discussion. Talk to us about what sort of data strategies you are developing at GSF that that you're able to leverage.
1: Yeah, excellent question. Um, We... um... I guess it's been now three years that we started at, down the data warehousing path. Um, and when you think about a data warehouse, um, that's where everything comes together, right? That's where um, it all mashes together um, from multiple systems, multiple divisions, and around the world. Right. Um, so we went down the data warehouse path. We use uh, the Power BI tool from Microsoft. We've created some beautiful dashboards that in one pane of glass, you can see the entire business and how it's doing. Now, these, these dashboards, of course, are driven off of historical data, right? Mm-hmm. They get fed each night. Sometimes they're, sometimes they're fed throughout the day. Um, but you do need to make those decisions on what is a transa- transactional report um, that belongs inside the transactional system versus mm-hmm. what is a true warehousing report that or dashboard that belongs over on the warehouse side. So you make those kind of decisions um the next step that we're now um, walking down is moving away from just looking in the rear view mirror to see um you know our history but now looking forward to use that data to have more of a predictive uh, analytics um that a company needs in order to move forward so it's, it's pretty exciting i mean the industry itself is very exciting as more tools come out As we get educated inside of IT, as the business gets educated, because that's also something we're pushing out to the business, um, allowing them to create their own dashboards um, and allowing the data scientists that are either inside the business or within IT to help them make better decisions, because that's what data is all about. And unless you have that data, it's very difficult to make those right decisions.
0: Right, right. Uh, so let's talk about innovation with emerging tech, right? Since you mentioned uh, data warehouse and AI, data science, um, you know, wh- can you tell us some about some of the initiatives at GSF that you may have ongoing or upcoming?
1: Yeah, I mean, some of the exciting things that that we're really focused on is obviously the use of IoT, um, temperature, and trace. Um, those are other two big ones that we look at because, obviously, we're a food industry. Um, we're also looking a lot at blockchain um, and how that plays into the overall supply chain from farm to fork, if you will. I know that's a uh, probably an overuse, but um, certainly something that um, we continue to look at. Um, on the blockchain front, we're definitely working with several of our different customers Um, to see what kind of data we can provide to them, because many of them are spinning up some of their own warehouses, um, as I mentioned before, the data warehouses, rather, um, so that we can provide the data that we hold for them as far as inventory, um, as far as um, trace information, um, as far as, um, like, uh, just recently we started up a a new initiative for a customer portal that would allow their stores to say where's my truck at any given moment in time, um, and they'll be able to then um, predict when that truck will be pulling up to do, um, you know, their replenishment. Um, so there's lots of things on the on the dock there. Um, we also, in case um, some of you might have seen it, we just put through um, our we or we just put on the road one of the first electric trucks. Um, so we're very awesome. excited. Congrats! That. Yeah, that was very exciting. Um, for for GSF to get involved in that area as well. Um, Volvo uh, partnered with us on that, and we just put one of those out so you'll see a beautiful teal truck going around. That's us. Uh, So lots of exciting things in emerging technologies that we're looking at. Um, Just recently, in fact, we um, had a really fun exercise here at GSF. Mm -hmm. Um, The CEO and our uh, chief innovation officer um, looked at the entire company. Broke us up into smaller groups and said, I want you to think about your industry in the year 2030. Right? 10 years from now. Uh, What would that look like? What do you think that our customers will look like? How do you think our customers will be serving their customers in the year 2030? And um, so we all set out on that and oh, just some really exciting innovative ideas, um, a lot centered around sustainability, a lot centered around um, robotics, AI, ML, I mean, it was just so exciting to see some of the, the different divisions and what they were coming up with. The next question that then followed that is how do we prepare for the year 2030? Right. Um, not only how can we prepare for the year 2030, starting now in 2021, um, but what kind of things could we pull in sooner than waiting until 2030? So um, we are just getting ready to do our three-year strategic plan. We're just wrapping up our, our last three-year plan. Um, and the, the company really takes it to heart to, to, to really take time to look at these strategic plans, looking to the future but then planning for the future today and in the next three years. Um, So very exciting, um, innovative ideas. And I I think that the world as it it is, will be um, a much better place for our children and for our children's children, um, especially when you think around um, efforts around sustainability.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're in the midst of a lot of things from what you just said there. Uh, That's very exciting. Now, You know, you've got more than a decade of experience as a CIO, you know, various places from Western Digital to Dell, now at GSF. Um, You know, tell us about some approaches on how CIOs can rationalize budget for some of those innovation initiatives, right? Because sometimes it's good to dream, but how do you take that to action? And, you know, the CFO office has questions on their ROI, How do you justify that
1: you know it's it's really interesting i i think the best advice i could ever give any um, other cio in the the conversations that we have is you really have to know your business and you have to know what's important to your business Um, understanding how those divisional presidents look at their businesses um, which then trigger you to help with those kpis um, and to help with those return on investments So it is about um, making sure that what you're putting in place, there is value. It's increasing efficiencies, it's increasing sales, it's increasing customer satisfaction, it's helping with um, on time, perfect orders. Um, You you have to know your business to understand what they're trying to um, set an expectation with the outside customers in order for us to make sure we focus on the right projects. So it's about ROI. It's also about return on assets, mm. um, and so, uh, quite frankly, too, it's a lot about just standardization and simplification for the associates who work inside of our plants and distribution centers on a day-to-day basis.
0: Right. Yeah, and you know, you talked about ROA uh, as well. So there's, you know, that kind of immediately introduces the question of buy versus build, right? So um, you know, what are some approaches you take on how you decide which one should be a buy, which one should be a build internally?
1: You know, I, um, you know, when I think about buy versus build, SaaS versus on-prem hybrid, you know, you think about all those things, those are all about the end solution, Mm -hmm. but have nothing to do with the, the functionality that you are trying to provide to the business. Um, it may play a part. Um, but again, I go back to the what. If you don't understand what it is you're trying to achieve, you cannot go out and look for a solution. And that solution may be best on-prem, and it may be best in the, pre- in the cloud, and it may be best on a SaaS solution. Um, but understanding that business functionality that you're looking for, or the business solution that you're looking for, Will drive you to the right end result as far as the solution, the technology solution goes. Um, you know, a lot of what um, you know we see is um, IT organizations throwing down cloud initiatives or um, SaaS initiatives. Um, I don't know how you could make that decision unless you truly understand what it is you're trying to achieve. Right. Um, you know, and, and kind of one of our major themes is you know think big. Right? Think big, but start small. Right. Um, And when you're thinking big, but you're starting small, you have to think with that end result in mind that's going to be scalable, repeatable, and supportable. Yeah. And so all of those things come into play as you make those decisions. You also have to look at that three to five-year financial outlook, right? On-prem versus SaaS, or cloud, if you will. you know, that's a that's a three to five year endeavor as you get into these applications, you really have to understand the finance behind it and how it's going to impact your business. And then make sure they understand expense versus capital, what will that really look like? Maintenance versus ongoing um, licensing. And so all those things play into those decisions, um, so it's about the what, it's about the business functionality, it's about finding the right solution, and then financially, is this something that your company can afford in the next three to five years?
0: Yeah, and you know, you talked about the three ables, right? Uh, the last part, supportable, right? So that's another key thing as well. Like, do you have the internal folks to support that on an ongoing basis? And what kind of improvements do you have to make? Uh, now, that kind of leads me to this question about implementation for tech initiatives, right? Uh, what are some strategies that have worked for you in terms of internal teams partners uh, you know how do you justify contractors in certain cases and then you know what's kind of the exit strategy for those contractors to roll off once the job is done T- talk to us about that
1: um, so first off you know as these technologies are changing so quickly you're definitely going to have to have outside partners to help you with it Right, um, because you cannot uh, continuously build up and then and reduce down an IT team. That's um, definitely not a very motivating way to build a team. And um, you know, if you ever heard our CEO Mark Wetterall talk, um, he will talk. What is our most important asset? It's people, people, people. Right. So we always want to make sure that um, the folks that we are hiring on um, have that. Um, self-learning motivation that's built into them, and they want to learn those new technologies. But in partnership with that, you do have to go out and find some of those those golden partners um, that you're going to need in order to implement these new technology solutions. Um, With that, you want to make sure your current staff is training up, that you have the right people in place to partner with those outside contractors. And then as they go, the best bet is to get as many of those full-time associates on board prior to starting the project because they can learn then as they go. Um, And that's wonderful because not only are they learning the technology, but they're also learning about the business and how the technology applies to the business. Right. Um, You know, these contractors and these contract firms, they come in with great wealth of information and knowledge. They're implementers. They're here to do that implementation but you have to have that knowledge transfer over to your associates to ensure that they have the ability to then carry that application forward, enhancing it, configuring it, changing as the business ebbs and flows as well.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and continuing to make enhancements, add features, right. Which is kind of always an ongoing thing, especially which is, you know, when you do build it internally. Um, Now, as a, well-experienced CIO, Um, what are some resources that you have found useful uh, to develop uh, CIO-level skills?
1: Um, So, well, first off, just like yourself, David, um, podcasts are absolutely wonderful to learn, right? Um, I hope everyone obviously comes on to your channel um, because um, the podcasts that are out there are so educational. And what is the best way that we all learn is yeah. from people who are, are doing the same job someplace else. You got to um, tell us about from your from
0: favorite to... podcast now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I have to say, you know, it's it's a, it is a great way to learn, and it's a yeah. great way to hear other people's experiences. So that's that's one way.
0: Um, obviously,
1: TED talks that's another great mm-hmm. one. Um, mm-hmm. Articles that are out there, reading those. Um, certainly, um, some of the organizations that you can join. Um, that specialize in your industry or in those technologies that are using. All of those are wonderful ways to learn um, because they're all staying up just like you are with the technologies and understanding the application of those technologies inside of the business. Um, So there's lots of different ways to learn. Um, If you're motivated, there's never um, a shortage of articles, podcasts, or something to watch to um, expand your own mind. So obviously we all have to be self-motivated as well. Right. No, that's
0: that's excellent. You actually are saying, I mean, there's the landscape that is changing. You know, no longer do we read a lot of books. People don't have the time. Gartner is a great resource, Forrester, you know, webinars, podcasts. Um, Certainly that landscape is changing, and you've touched on the highlights of how one can develop those skills absolutely uh, now,
1: and, and a lot of these are free too david exactly. right? i mean that's the thing is that they're free they're out there for anyone who wants to learn even with you know some of the biggies like you mentioned gartner forster where in the past they would have their conferences everyone would pay a lot of money to go there they would be away from work um which was never an easy task um you know there are some positives that did come out of this entire pandemic Right. Um, and these type of podcasts are wonderful because it just helps us share the experience and bring everyone up, which is what we all need to do.
0: Excellent. Now, you're very inspirational in the sense women in tech, right? That's a big thing. What are what is some advice to other women aspirational leaders or, you know, leaders who are up, wanting to up their game? Uh, can you, can you share some, some advice for them?
1: Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. Um, I was just on a call this morning, in fact, about this. Um, and it's, I think it's advice that I'd probably give to anybody, which is always be present,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: be, be present in the moment that you're in, um, in order to make sure that you're having impact. If you're invited to a meeting, um, they want to hear your voice. Um, They want your input. They value your input. Otherwise, you wouldn't be invited. Um, So, and and especially women, we have a tendency to um, wait to be heard. Um, I'm not saying interrupt to be heard, of course, Um, but I am saying get your opinion out there. You know, you have good ideas. Um, Don't wait until they're fully baked. Just put them out there on the table and and then see what happens. The other big thing, too, is making sure that you build those relationships within your business and then use those relationships to help elevate the company. Um, And you will be seen, you will be called out, and you will be sought after inside of your company.
0: That's great advice. Well, Carol, uh, it's been a great conversation. Thank you so much for coming on our Modestack podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. Again, I I think you're doing an excellent job and, and I've enjoyed this conversation and I hope others have gained at least one thing out of it.
0: Definitely, thank you.